producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to grow your business through virtual summits. My guest in this episode is Bailey Richard. For years, Bailey was caught up in the rat race as she followed what she was taught was the right path in life. A high school valedictorian and a magna cum laude engineering university graduate, Bailey took a job for many years working the nine-to-five consulting grind in California. To most, it must have seemed like she had it all, but she wasn't anywhere near being fulfilled. The cubicle life would never allow her to achieve her dreams, goals, and ambitions. So she decided to make a change. In 2013, Bailey left her corporate career studied entrepreneurship at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, also known as MIT, and launched her own online location-independent business with a goal of earning her own income from anywhere in the world. Today, she helps others realize that it's possible to achieve the life you truly desire if you put in the effort to create the financial means to support that life. What's her business model of choice? Infopreneurship. Through her books, blogs, courses, coaching programs, and events, Bailey helps individuals launch profitable online enterprises as infopreneurs, respected experts in their fields, creating value and generating income by sharing their life experience, knowledge, and passions with others in a manner that supports their ideal lifestyles. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high-yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. Bailey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, pleasure to connect. Um, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Absolutely. So I think like many people out there who started their own business, I didn't actually start out of the womb thinking I was going to be an entrepreneur, but rather I followed the quote unquote American dream for a long time. I was taught that if you were successful in school, then you would get a job and eventually save up enough money to retire. And I followed that path for many years. 
I went to college to be an environmental engineer. When I graduated, I moved to California and ended up working as an environmental engineering consultant for a few years before um, I had a little bit of a quarter life crisis. Around the age of 25, I started to really reconsider where I was in life and what I wanted. And I kind of realized that I wasn't getting what I wanted out of life. I wanted to travel more, see my family more, dedicate more time to my philanthropic endeavors, um, a whole lot of stuff. So I said, you know, I think the only way I can accomplish all those things is to be my own boss. So I ended up quitting my job and enrolling in grad school at MIT for two years to study entrepreneurship and to launch and grow my business. And when I graduated, I went into full-time self-employment after that. And it's just been such a blessing since then. And you uh, have uh, pursued some traveling. You've been hopping around the globe quite a bit. Where are you speaking to us from? So today I'm in Buenos Aires. I've only just been here a couple of days, so I'm getting acquainted with this beautiful, amazing new city. I love it already so much. I would encourage everyone to come and visit this place because I'm not sure I'll ever leave. But yes, uh, though I'm very clear always in my business that if you want to be an infopreneur or a business owner, you do not have to travel. You, that is not a requirement to be your own business. Maybe you just want to have more time with your kids or just, I don't know, more freedom. You know, you like where you are and that's totally fine. But personally, I do enjoy the freedom and the lifestyle freedom that comes with running my own business. And I do love to travel. So I try to take advantage of that when I can. You mentioned the word infopreneur. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Because some of my listeners might not have heard about uh, on that term and describe a little bit what that is. Absolutely. So I call myself a business coach for infopreneurs. And an infopreneur is, you know, it's an, the word itself is an amalgamation of information and entrepreneurship. It's when someone starts a business selling information. But more specifically, it's like about selling info products and services. So we're talking books, ebooks, online courses, coaching services, being a public speaker, holding workshops, things like that. And uh, when you are an infopreneur, many people are leveraging their life experience, knowledge, and passions to create those info products. So usually my clients are people that have experience in something. They have a passion for something, but they also have experience in it. And they want to share that with the world. And they believe that having their own business and creating these info products and services is the best way to do that. Yeah, and, and it's so scalable right now, too, across the globe with uh, the entire world being your market. And that's actually how I came across Bailey. So uh, online virtual summits is a, is a topic that we're going to touch upon. And um, I actually purchased one of our courses and was extremely impressed with the content and the detail that was in there um, and uh, the, the value that was provided. So I'm pretty excited to, to talk to you about uh, these online virtual summits. What are they and uh, how, how have people been using them uh, in the marketplace? Sure. So no matter what type of business you're in, you need methods to get more leads, right? Some more potential customers and to your business and some eyeballs on your content and stuff like that. So one of the ways in which I have grown my business substantially over the past several years is through virtual summits. So a virtual summit is basically an online conference. So if you think about a regular marketing conference or something, business conference you might go to, you have to buy a ticket, you have to get a hotel room, you have to fly to a different city, you have to sit in a conference room for four days, take notes, then go all the way home and apply those lessons to your life and business. Well, a virtual summit is the same thing, only it's all done online. 
So a host, in this case, if it's my summit, then I would be the host, reaches out to a bunch of experts that they ask to put on presentations for the audience who's going to end up watching from home. So nobody needs to travel anywhere. Nobody needs to get a hotel. It's all done online. You can watch from the comfort of your home and then apply those lessons that you learn from the interviews and the presentations by the speakers to your own life and business as soon as it's over in just a couple of days. This is also a great way to establish yourself as an authority within a specific niche in a relatively short time. Well, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing about being an infopreneur. It's it's about visibility, right? You need to get right. yourself out there. So whenever you're putting on an event like this, you are going to give yourself an opportunity to be seen by potentially hundreds or thousands of people, you know, all during this one event. And if you're new and just getting started, that may not happen if you were going to put on an in-person conference, you know, but it definitely can happen if people just want to watch all of your content online. But I agree with you also that there is a certain level of expertise that you can you know, get attributed to yourself through the process of this summit. Often that comes from the other speakers that you have. So it's like if you have a couple of really you know, well-known speakers and other people in your niche that are speaking on your event, you are automatically seen by the audience as being on the same level of expert as them. Right. Uh, now, people have used different formats I've seen in these online virtual summits. What are some of the formats that people have used and have used successfully? And what are some of the benefits uh, of, of some of them? And uh, yeah, uh, how have they been used? Well, one of the things I really do like about summits is that, as you mentioned, the format can differ a little bit from event to event. So, you know, even just from small things like how many days the event is can be different, you know, from person to person as they host their own summits. You know, there's also differences in whether or not you're going to do the event live, you know, meaning that you're actually having like real time conversations with people online and then they watch like a live webinar or something like that. Um, or whether you're going to do it pre-recorded, which is what I prefer so that you don't have as much stress over, you know, whether the speaker is going to show up or whether they say something you didn't want them to say or anything like that. So there's so many different, you know, things that you can just tweak and adjust in order to make the event better for your own business, better for your own niche and market. Um, and just, you know, better for you all around. And this is something that once you've set it up and there's a lot of time investment uh, needed in the beginning to structure everything and set it up, but this is something that you can uh, have every a year actually, right? And every, every six months. You can have this event as often as you can uh, physically host it. The reality <laughs> is that, you know, it does take months in order to put together. So you're looking at a minimum of 90 days. If you're going to put on your very first summit, I do recommend that you have a smaller summit and 90 days is usually enough for that. Sometimes you maybe want to go, you know, four months, 120 days instead. So, you know, you could host it a couple of times a year, but you also have to take into account that there's going to be a little bit of like rest and relaxation that you'll need to have after the event. You know, you need to recognize that this is a little bit of a marathon and maybe you need to give yourself a break. So, um, and you also really don't want to um, burn out your audience on the same event. So I would recommend, you know, twice a year, probably at most. I do my annual Infopreneur Summit uh, every year, once a year. 
And a great way to monetize it afterwards, right, Bailey? So you, you, a lot of these I see is, are hosted for free. So there's a ton of content put out. Uh, you build your email list and your audience. And then afterwards, you have a viable product that's jam-packed with information from a lot of different speakers that can be sold uh, to this uh, a large list that you've now created in the process. Absolutely. There's so many ways that you can repurpose the content and use this event that you've put on over and over again. Absolutely. Now, you've done a couple of these with the Infopreneur Summit. Um, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've uh, learned and what are some of the things, maybe three to five uh, uh, things that you would uh, share with someone uh, that you've learned from putting it on that they should be cognizant of uh, when starting uh, the, the process and planning for their own event? Well, first of all, I mentioned, you know, just a minute ago that if you're going to do your very first summit, I really do recommend that you go small. You know, it is a lot, perhaps more of an undertaking than you might necessarily realize. And I do appreciate everyone's enthusiasm. You know, I'm going to get a hundred speakers. That sounds really great. But when you're just starting out, it's really better if you just start small and you don't stress yourself out too much. And, um, and you just try to learn the process, you know, I mean, think about it like you were doing anything else in your business, launching your first book or your first course or something. Wasn't it so much easier when you did it the second time? Because you already learned the process for how to do it. You made some mistakes. You learned from those mistakes. And, you know, most of the time, though you don't have to, I do recommend that people host their summits again, especially the exact same summit again, because you've already created a lot of the collateral and the branding things, the social media images, a lot of the stuff that you already need. And so it's actually a lot easier the second time when then you can go bigger. So that's what I recommend first of all. Another mistake that I see people making all the time is just not really taking the charge when it comes to promotion and just sort of letting the affiliate handle everything. You really need to be involved in, with all of your guest speakers and affiliates and really motivating them every single day to get out there and share and promote and to really make it an event that's worthwhile for them to promote. A lot of people end up getting to the finish line of the event. They've spent months preparing it. They're all excited, um, but then they just get so tired and they're like, okay, now it's time for promotion. I'm just going to wash my hands of it and I'm just going to watch all the sales and the leads roll in. And that's not really how it works. So you need to push all the way to the end, including uh, through the promotion. So those are some of the biggest things I'd say. And there's different platforms too, because um, when I started researching this stuff, <laughs> you know, I always joke and say there's the good thing about the internet is there's a lot of information. The negative thing about the internet is there's a lot of information. So you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. Um, uh, the one thing that I just wanted to also point out to folks is the costs associated, because I've seen these really very, very expensive platforms uh, that, that people have used for these online events, but this should not be something of a concern to you because there is a way of doing it uh, and our platforms available uh, with very, very high quality that would put a quality event uh, that you would want your brand associated with on and it's not going to completely eat up your bank account. Mm, absolutely. So I prefer using ClickFunnels for my virtual summits. It's what I teach in my course. It's what I use for my summits. It's also what I use for my VIP client summits. And uh, what I love about it is that it's an all-in-one solution. You don't need to be buying different types of software and then trying to piecemeal everything together. It just all works in one platform. Log in and everything is there. So that's my personal preference. But as you mentioned, there are other ways 
that you can put a virtual summit together, perhaps using some software that you already have in one of your courses um, or in your business that you're using maybe for hosting your online courses or something like that. Um, but if you were looking to get a brand new software option, if you didn't have anything and you were looking for what I recommend, I really like ClickFunnels. You're listening to Bailey Richard on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. MC Lobsher is the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, and also the president of Producers Wealth. Producers Wealth assists people in creating, protecting, and perpetually multiplying wealth in any economy through creating processes that help them increase their production, provide them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Bailey Richard on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Now, uh, Bailey, let's talk a little bit about online courses because that's another area that you've really helped a lot of people uh, create value for others, sharing their unique story because uh, every single one of us is different. We have different life experiences. We have unique and different skill sets, uh, and we have different ways that we can add and provide value to those around us and to the, to the rest of the world. Now, online courses, as you mentioned, is a great delivery mechanism of uh, uh, distributing this value uh, and this inv- information to others. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen people make uh, when it comes to online courses? Oh, absolutely. So the biggest mistake is not thinking about how you're going to market the course. So there's so much emphasis put on the creation of the course. So what I see is somebody coming up with an idea for a course, and then they spend six months recording all of the content for that course, and then they just finish it and they go, okay, now what? And so then they go into Facebook groups and they start spamming everybody, buy my course, here's my course, are you gonna buy my course? And they never really thought about what sales funnel they were going to use to sell it. They never thought about whether or not their audience or their market actually wanted a course like this. Um, they never did you know, any of that initial market research. They didn't pre-sell. They didn't do anything like that. So from the beginning, after you come up with your idea for your course, there's so many other things that you could do instead of immediately start creating that content. I highly recommend pre-selling your course, which I know is a little bit strange for people because you're actually going to be taking some money for a product that you haven't created yet. And I know that turns a lot of people off. They get really nervous about that. But truly, the best way that you can validate a product idea is to see if people will actually put real money down for it. And these days, the online course industry is booming, but it's also competitive. There's a lot of different courses out there that people can spend their money on. You have to give them a really good reason to want to spend their money on your program. And the best way you can do that is by pre-selling your course, telling everyone what's going to be in your program, seeing if people in your audience actually want it. And if they don't, then you can talk to them and you can discuss what the course is missing that would make them buy it. You know, what can you add? What can you do? How can you refine it? And then from there, once you believe that the course has been validated, you have enough pre-sales, you can go ahead and finish creating the content and then hard launch it after that. 
Yeah, it's so important to properly position yourself in, in, within the, uh, the, the space that you're operating in and positioning your course because it is so competitive. And as you mentioned, there is so much uh, or rather so many courses out there. Hmm, absolutely. You know, it's, it's especially difficult for beginners because I feel that the industry, you know, many other coaches out there automatically say, well, the first thing that you should do is create a course. You have to have a course. And I definitely highly believe in the power of online courses, but there's a lot of things that you, have, that you should be doing in your business before you make an online course that can set you up for success when you do launch that online course. And I think that a lot of times the time and effort put into those prior things um, significantly is undervalued. What are some of the, the tools uh, that uh, you found work really well in online course creation uh, that you can share with some of the listeners? So it might surprise some people, but I'm not going to say an online course host like Teachable or Thinkific. Those are great platforms. But actually, I host all of my courses with ClickFunnels. So ClickFunnels doesn't advertise themselves as an online course host. They do have the ability to host courses uh, behind a password-protected web page. They call them the membership areas or membership sites. But what I love about using ClickFunnels is that it's an all-in-one marketing suite that allows me to properly create sales funnels and the marketing infrastructure I need to sell my online course. An online course is just a product. That's all that it is. And if you don't have a way to properly market and sell that product, it's not going to go anywhere. And so you have a lot of these really interesting like advanced analytics with these online course hosts like Teachable and stuff where they'll say, you can see how many minutes of every video every student has watched through all of the modules and analyzed to make your course better. Well, your course is already pretty awesome, right? You, what you need is to learn how to make more sales of that course so that you can get more students in and then you can get more testimonials from them. So then you can put those testimonials on your sales page and get more students in. So you can make more sales and grow your business. That's really one of the most important things. And so that's why I just choose to host all of my content inside of the ClickFunnels membership area. It's simple. I don't have a ton of those advanced analytics, but I don't need them. It gives me instead all of the marketing stuff that I do need to sell my product and have a sustainable business. You, br you make so many good points there, Bailey, and, and that's so true because I think a lot of folks get so uh, tied up in the minutiae of perfecting this uh, to you know <laughs> the one millionth degree that, uh, that it almost turns into a situation where uh, they think because they've built it now people will come, but now you mm. still have to, you still have to get people uh, to to buy that course and find them there. So your marketing is absolutely cardinal, and yeah, I've enjoyed using ClickFunnels personally too. It's a it's a fantastic fantastic tool and and, and resource. What are some of the other um, um, things just uh, if someone's looking to start it, if you can give like one or two things of things that uh, they should be cognizant about uh, when starting a online course. Well, I think that when you're starting an online course, you need to recognize that it's it's not just the modules in the course that's going to make people want to buy it. It's also the bonuses and the extra stuff that they feel that they're getting with their purchase that's going to actually help them accomplish their goal. So a lot of times that we think about an online course being, you know, a 
product that teaches people something. But what we need to think about is a course is a product or a program that helps somebody get from A to B and actually accomplish something. And so when you are thinking about what do I include in this course, it's not just about, well, these five lectures, these seven modules. It's also about, well, they need this workbook. They need these worksheets. They need this extra content. They need these templates. They need this thing. And that's going to help my students be able to actually finish and actually achieve something when they're taking this program because I've basically done it for them. They just have to fill in the blanks. They just need to implement it. They just need to take what I've done and put it into their own business or life. And that's going to help you as a business owner also because we know today that the percentage of people that buy online courses and actually finish them is pretty dismal. But if you are able to provide those additional bonuses or resources to your students and actually help them achieve results, you're then going to get tons and tons of testimonials about the results that those students achieve, which then you can put on your sales page. And that's humongous for bringing in more sales. That's so powerful because that's the, I mean, that's the whole goal. The, the, the goal of any business is to solve a problem for someone or create an outcome and your courses uh, should be doing that. So that's how you know, basically, if your courses are a success or a failure, because you, you, you've got all these students that, that not only purchase them, but actually do it. And by doing the things that you teach them to do in that, they create an outcome for that, which gets you more testimonials and, and more people buying your course. So, uh, so, so powerful. Uh, Bailey, one, of, uh, one habit I've observed from very wealthy and successful people is they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and uh, what skill sets are you currently learning? Well, I just finished uh, the ClickFunnels the conference. I just came back from the ClickFunnels conference called Funnel Hacking Live that's hosted every year around this time. And this year it was in Orlando, Florida. And uh, so I was really attentive during that program. And I have to honestly say it was one of the best conferences I've been to because there wasn't sales pitches. There weren't sales pitches from every single speaker, but it was really content heavy. And so I learned a lot of different things from many of the speakers. Many, um, I think all of them are millionaires, uh, you know, online marketers and business owners. And so, it, you know, it was really fantastic just to hear a lot of things that they said. So one of the things that I'll just, I'll just point out that I took away is that, um, you know, it's so incredibly important to be able to give your audience an identity that they can really cling to and want to become. And so in my case, it's people wanting to become infopreneurs. So I've already got the name, but I just took away that there's a few other things that I can really do to give my community, you know, more, um, more that feeling that they're adopting the identity. So one thing that I've been really toying about for a long time is getting them some apparel, you know, some clothing, t-shirts, hats, that sort of thing. And honestly, it's something I've really strayed away from for a while because I'm not a physical products person. I do the info product stuff. And so I was just like, uh, I don't know. But I think that I've been, you know, toying with the idea for long enough and I've been convinced that this is something I need to pursue. So eventually down the road, hopefully soon, um, you're going to see some infopreneur apparel out there. No, I love it. And I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. He's been a, a guest on the show as well. And actually looking at his book right now, which I'm rereading Expert Secrets. And he does talk about um, that uh, building, you know, building this movement, right? And this tribe, and uh, there's a certain language within the tribe and obviously certain uh, apparel. So I can, I can see it with a lot of successful movements, whether it's the uh, Grand Cardone 10Xers or whether it's uh, the Funnel Hackers one from uh, Russell Brunson. I've really also, it's been fascinating for me 
to see how these uh, these individuals and groups um, have been have done it because there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. Absolutely, I agree. Now, uh, uh, one you know, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So, if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? So here are some of the things that I would like to pass on. One of them is the importance of having an abundance mindset. So I, you know, in our industry, we often say like the words woo-woo, right? Like I'm not very woo-woo. I'm very like action oriented. You know, I don't really do like all the manifestation stuff like that. But what I will say is that there's definitely a difference in the mindset of somebody who has a scarcity mindset, which means that they believe there's never enough. We all have to fight for what we want, that there's not room for all of us at the top, that I can have, and that means you can't have, or vice versa. If you have, I can't have. That's scarcity mindset, okay? And I believe that winners or people in life that are successful um, have an abundance mindset, which means I'd love to help you because helping you is somehow going to help me. Maybe it'll be because you return the favor. Maybe it'll be because I helped someone and made a connection and they helped me in the future. And we just, we all lift each other up together. Abundance mindset means that there's enough money for all of us. There's enough success for all of us. There's enough room at the top for all of us to be there and be happy. And when you approach business, with an abundance mindset, you will be amazed at how your life changes. If you just go out there wanting to help connect people and help do good for people and help other people succeed, it's going to come back to you tenfold. So that's the first thing I think is I would love to pass on for people to have an abundance mindset. Um, I think something else that I want to pass on is this idea of modeling other success. So I really don't know why, but sometimes I meet clients or I just meet people and they just feel like they have to always be reinventing the wheel in life. And I never really understood that. There is very few, there are very few things that we personally are going to be very innovative about. You know, we are not Steve Jobs trying to figure out the next iPhone. You know, we are not Bill Gates, like coding windows. We're, you know, that's not really what most of us do. And instead, I think it would benefit a lot of us to look out into the world and to pick somebody that we want to be like, you know, just to say like, I want your level of success or I want what you have, or I want to be what you want to be. And instead of trying to like struggle so hard to find our own path there, to model what they did. I mean, essentially that's kind of what coaching really is all about. I mean, you're definitely helping people um, carve their own path, get there. But at the same time, you're passing on your own knowledge because you've already been there. I've already done that. I can already tell you, well, don't do this pitfall. Don't do that mistake, that sort of thing. So that's another thing I think is identifying somebody who already has the level of success that you want to have or already does what you want to do and just getting close to them, um, you know, allowing them to mentor you, learning what it is that they did and then modeling their actions so that you can get there as well. So those are two. You said that I had to pick three, right? Yes. Okay. I would say that another thing that I would like to pass on is um, this this idea that um, in life, like 
I think a lot of us are striving for a certain level of like happiness, right? Okay. But one of the things that I've learned is that if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're either a business owner or you want to be a business owner. And that means you're probably a high achiever. It probably means that you're very goal oriented. And if those things are true, then that means that you and I are very similar because I am also a high achiever. I'm also very goal oriented. And one of the things I really struggled with in life was what happens when there's no more goals, right? Like what happens, you know, after I was valedictorian in high school, and then I got into this amazing college, and then I graduated magna cum laude and with three degrees, like at the same time, and then I got the top job and then this, and then this, and then this, you are, if, if you were that kind of person, like I was, you know, you are either going to always be doing that in life, like always trying to find the next thing that you have to achieve, or there's going to come a point more likely when you're going to realize there's like no more goals to achieve. And then what do you do? And what we normally do, what a lot of people do is we set up artificial goals for ourselves. So it's, well, I'm going to hit $10,000 a month. Then I'm going to hit a hundred thousand dollars a month. Then I'm going to hit a million dollars a month. And because you're so good, you probably will achieve those goals. But you know what happens is that every time you achieve one of those goals, it, the happiness that you would, that you get from achieving it is going to last five seconds. And then you're just going to be sad and you're going to be looking for that next goal in order to achieve it. And you're just never going to feel like you're done. So I think that it's important for you to find a way to cope with that in, in your own way. So whether it's recognizing that it's more about the journey instead of just achieving the goals and really learning how to enjoy the process of getting that goal, or whether it's not necessarily setting a goal, but just more setting like lifestyles and, you know, just ways that you want to live, or maybe you know, setting goals in a different area of life, which really, really stretch you, which are way harder to achieve. So you spend more time doing them or, um, like, you know, for example, like instead of saying, well, I want to, you know, get from a hundred thousand dollars a month to a million dollars a month in your business. Don't make another monetary goal. You already beat that monetary goal. Instead say, I want to um, be able to donate this money every month to this charity and, and be motivated by that. You know, you have to look for other ways for fulfillment. Um, that's something that I really was wasn't taught early. I wasn't told about. I wasn't told that I was going to reach this point in my life where there was I was going to run out of goals. And when I kind of got to that point around the time of my quarter life crisis, it was really hard for me to adjust and to figure things out. So um, recognize that that's probably going to happen in your life if it hasn't already, and if it and when it does, you know, to um, try to figure out your own way of coping with that. Thank you for sharing, Bailey. How can my listeners learn more about you, uh, your co company, and all of the amazing value that you provide for others, and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Well, thanks so much for asking and for having me on today. If people want to learn more about me, they can go to baileyrichard.com. That really is the best place to find links to all of my different courses, my blog, tons of free content and freebies and things like that. And uh, if people would like to reach out to me directly, there is a contact page on the website or you can email me directly at any time at contact at baileyrichard.com. Fantastic. Well, Bailey, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your journey and your background and uh, providing so, so much value for my listeners. This has been a blast connecting. Thanks so much for having me again. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar 
presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to 44222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.